Hello, everyone. And I'm the guy you gotta watch for a while who gets to stand up here and make some sort of sense, I hope, for something that we're talking about today. Happy 3rd of July, by the way. It's the 3rd. You look nice. Looks like it's the 4th. How many have seen fireworks already? Last year. I saw them last night, some. See how many shows you can get in in one July 4th setting. It's a good thing. You know, I've always wanted to know if you climbed the mountain, how many you could actually watch. It's been kind of fun. Might have to bring Binox. But hey, I'm happy to be part of the two-time defending World War champions <laughs> in the American USA, good old US of A. And I'm proud to be one of those. That's right, I saw a shirt that said that the other day. It was pretty cool. Two-time defending world, uh, world War champion. It's like, that's pretty true. It's, that's uh, kind of what we are. It's kind of what we did. But uh, I wish we would do it again in some ways, but I don't know if it's going to happen. So Today, um, you'll be blessed to know that we won't go very long today. So that's a good thing. And then we'll get to do some other fun stuff today, like eat and enjoy each other, I hope. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what this idea of freedom means. July 4th is really typically talking about freedom. Freedom! You know what I'm talking about. We love it. And uh, the ideas that come along with freedom. And uh, so I entitled it Freedom. Every man dies, but not every man truly lives. And you might know what quote that's from. It's from that wonderful movie Braveheart. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Good old William Wallace and his boys with face paint on. I don't see any face paint, so... That's all good. We're not going to war or battle today, so that's a good thing. However, there are some wars and battles going on, and we'll talk about those too. Uh, one time in uh, 1820, it was exactly 1820, I know this, I was alive, I wasn't alive, but I'd heard of it. There was a boy who um, was playing around in his yard, and he got a little feisty, and he's running around like little boys do, and he knocked over his outhouse. And so instead of going and, you know, setting it up and going and telling his dad that, hey, dad, I, uh, knocked over the outhouse. He ran into the woods and hid. He hid all afternoon. And finally it was getting dark and the boy came back out and his dad was waiting for him. Hey, uh, son, do you think you might know what happened and why the, the outhouse is knocked over? Nope. I didn't know it was knocked over. I didn't do it. Well, son, let me tell you a story. There's a guy by the name of Abe Lincoln. He was a boy. He got a new act. And with this axe, he wanted to chop down something really bad. So he went out to the first tree he saw and he chopped it down. Little did he know that once he chopped that down, he realized that it was his mama's favorite cherry tree. He ran into the woods and hid. His father came and found him and said, Hey, did you chop down this cherry tree with that new axe I just gave you? Father, I am Abe Lincoln. I will further be known as honest Abe. I cannot lie to you. Yes, I did chop down. His father told Abe, he said, it's okay, Abe. You're not going to get in trouble because you told me the truth. So the boy that's knocked over the outhouse is like, okay, Dad, I, you're right. I, I knocked over the outhouse. I can't tell you a lie. Well, the dad took the boy who knocked over the outhouse and spanked him red, white, and blue. And the boy's like, Dad, how come I got spanking and Abe didn't? Well, the difference between this story and that story is Abe's father was not in the tree. <laughs> True story. I mentioned that it was the 3rd of July today. 
And in the Arkansas Hill Country, they celebrate July 4th and the 2nd, because that's as high as they can count. <laughs> so, today on the 3rd, we're celebrating it. Maybe that has to do with something. I'm not sure. Hopefully we're a little smarter than that, but that's, again, a true story there. Declaration of Independence. We recognize that that is a document that is something that we should be proud of as Americans that allowed us to be free from Britain. Those nasty British people. There's definitely two sides to the story, but we're going to talk through this a little bit, a little history lesson here. I remember sitting in college, uh, 8 o'clock. Why do they put history classes at 8 in the morning? I don't know. But I do like history. I really do. I tried to stay awake. I really did. I, I tried. But some of this stuff just went right into my dreams. So try to stay awake with me today. Here we go. We, we celebrate the American Independence Day on July 4th every year. Yep, we do. We think of July 4th as the day that represents the Declaration of Independence and the birth of the United States of America as an independent nation. But... July 4th, 1776, wasn't the day that the Continental Congress decided to declare independence. They did that on July 2nd, 1776. It wasn't the day that we started the American Revolution either. That happened back in April of 1775. And it wasn't the day Thomas Jefferson wrote on the, on the first draft of the, de or wrote the first draft of the Declaration of Independence. That was in June of 1776. Or the date that the Declaration was delivered to Great Britain. That didn't happen until November of 1776. Or the date that it was signed. It was signed on August 2nd, 1776. So what did happen on July 4th? Bunch of fireworks. The Continental Congress approved the final wording of the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. They had been working on it for a few days. And the draft was then submitted on the 2nd and finally agreed to all the edits and changes on the 4th. So it was agreed to that this is the document on the 4th. July 4th, 1776 became the date that was included in the Declaration of Independence and the fancy handwritten copy that was signed in August, the copy now displayed at the National Arch Ar Archives in Washington. It's also the date that was printed on the Dunlap broadsides. Have you guys heard of that? That's what it was called, the Dunlap broadsides. It's kind of interesting. Have anybody ever watched that movie, Treasure Hunt, uh, what's it called? National, National Treasure. Treasure. Yeah, that's the one that it's mentioned then. Yep, it sure is. True story there too, I'm sure. The original printed copies of the Declaration that were circulated throughout the new nation. That's what they were called, Dunlap Broadside. So, when people thought of the Declaration of Independence in July 4, 1776, that was the day that they remembered. In contrast, we celebrate Constitution Day on September 17th. Some of us probably don't know that. I didn't really know that either, to be honest. The anniversary of the date of the Constitution was signed, so that's kind of interesting. We celebrate that one when it was signed. The Constitution, we celebrate it the day that it was actually approved. So <clears throat> if we'd follow the same approach for the Declaration of Independence, we'd be celebrating Independence Day on August 2nd of every year. Kind of interesting how that works. So... Not asleep, I hope, yet. I know that's just some just awesome interest right there. So when we think back, what was the purpose? Why is it that we wanted to be separate? Why is it that Americans back then, the colonies, colonial people, wanted to be separate from Britain so bad? What caused that to happen? And again, we're going to tie this into our Christian lives in a little bit, but the main reasons is what happened was when we separated, the people who came to America, they wanted to get away. 
They wanted to be separate. They didn't like some things that were going on. So they separated. They came apart from the Britain nations, sailed across the seas, came over here and started to settle. There were some reasons. A few of those reasons were because the British, once we got over here, or we, I could say that because I'm part of us, the colonial people, we have, have you know, moved on to states by now, but we've, they, they, they started to try to keep control of us over here after we got away from them. It was after the Revolutionary Wars, and I mean, well, between the fighting and us trying to settle and us trying to kick out the Indians at the time and kick out the French and whoever else was trying to settle here. They started to, the British started to impose laws and things back on us, and we didn't like that. That's why we left. We left Britain because they started imposing laws. Some of those laws were restriction of the colonial trade. You were only allowed to trade with England and through England so that they could make the money on it. We weren't allowed to trade outside of England. We had to trade directly with them, and then they would trade with other countries around the world. We weren't allowed to trade. So they did, we didn't like that. Then they imposed a stamp act. These are some of the things you probably remember from fifth grade. <sighs> I get to teach this all the time. But the stamp act was... What that means was that the, uh, England put a price tag basically on every legal document that went through. If you had to buy a piece of land, if you owned a house, if you got married, anything that was legal, you had to pay Britain for a stamp to put on this particular document to make it legal. We didn't like that either. Then there was the Townsend policies, or the Townsend Acts. They put taxes on tea, glass, lead, paper, any of the colors, anything basically that was imported into the colonies, England put a tax on it so that they can make money on it. Now, again, there's a bunch of other reasons why we wanted to be separate. Those are just a few of the highlights. There are two sides of the story. Why did England want to put taxes on us? Well, because they had put British soldiers in here to protect us. So who's going to pay for the soldiers? Well, that's the loyalist side of the issue. And being that we are the patriots that we were, we didn't quite like that. We're like, we can take care of ourselves. Let us go. We wanted to be separate. I know there are two sides, but we wanted or needed separation. We wanted a clean, separate country to start. So the Americans fought for it. Throughout the course of the war, this revolutionary war, there was an estimated 6,800 Americans that were killed in action. 6,100 were wounded. 20,000 were taken prisoner. Historians believe that an additional 17,000 deaths were the result of disease, including about 8 to 12,000 that died as prisoners of war. So it was not a, just a just Minutemen shooting at the Redcoats and all of a sudden we have a country. There was a lot of death involved for these freedoms that we now have. So in this Declaration of Independence, there were a lot of things said. What were some of the basic freedoms that we wanted? The basic freedoms were this, the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, being able to hold meetings, freedom of petition, being able to ask or talk to the government to do or not to do something, the freedom to bear arms, we love that one, the freedom of equal justice, the freedom to own private property, the freedom to enjoy many other freedoms, that's what it said, freedom to travel anywhere or any way, any way we want. Any, anywhere we want to in our nation. Freedom to work at any job that we qualify for. That's a freedom that we fought for. Freedom to marry and raise a family. Freedom to receive a free education in a good public school. I'm glad that word good is in there. Sometimes I wonder. 
um, freedom to join a political, I could say that because I'm a teacher, as most of you know. My class is good. Come to my school. Freedom to join a political party, a union, and other legal groups. Those are just some of the basic freedoms that were listed or could be pulled out of the Declaration of Independence to show Britain, hey, we want separation. We want inter-independence from y'all. All right? That's what we wanted. So when Congress, on July 4th, 1776, the unanimous, unanimous decision to create or sign or actually approve at this particular date the Declaration of the, uh, the Independence from uh, Britain says this, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and God's nature's God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Huh? These guys were smart, man. I don't know. I could not write like that, but that's the beginning of our um, beginning of the Declaration of Independence. And then it says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. You all know this part. And they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are the big three things that we love to think about. In life, as Americans, we have these freedoms. We are granted these freedoms because men and women were willing to fight and they had a vision to see what they wanted this America to be. They wanted to fight and die for what they believed in. And again, we do owe a debt to the people who continue to fight for these particular freedoms. Similar to the freedoms that we have in the United States of America as Americans, we need to separate ourselves in order to create some freedoms for ourselves in Christ. And that's where we're going to head next. In Christ, the situation is very much the same. It's just that we are to fight against somebody different. In America, in the colonial times, they fought against the British. They didn't like the rule. They didn't like the king. They didn't like what was imposed upon them. They didn't like the have-tos. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to be. If you want to be part of us, this is what you have to become and do. They didn't like that. They wanted to become their own. They wanted to be separate. They wanted to have their own identification, their own deal. In Christ, it is very much the same, except we are fighting a different being. We are fighting Satan. We are finding someone who is after us. Over in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, it simply says this. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, as the colonial times in America was, obviously. But it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Obviously, we know who our battle as a Christian is against. We understand this. Let's take a look then at a few of the th thoughts of, from the Declaration of Independence, the idea of the freedoms that are given to us. Let's see how they can compare with the freedoms to our Christian lives. In the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness, what are those things in our Christian life? Let's take a quick look at those. And freedom in life, what does that mean for us as Americans? Freedom of life simply means that you're able to breathe, eat, sleep, smile, cry, laugh, all, have all your emotions, love, hug, kiss, and the like. Those are the things that bring us freedom in life. That is the life as an American. In Christ, 
The freedom of life comes from the feeling of freedom of worry, freedom of doubt, the freedom of fear, the freedom of anything else that you're afraid of, that you're uncertain of. In Christ, we have freedoms from those. We don't have to worry about those. We don't have to think and worry and wonder and, I don't know, have all those doubts and worries. We don't have to worry about that. We have freedoms from those in life, in Christ. What about this freedom in liberty? What does that mean? Well, liberty simply means freedom of choice. Freedom of choice. I love liberty. We do. As Americans, you can choose for yourself where, when, how, and why I want to do anything I'm doing. What a great opportunity we have as Americans. Christ is the same way. Christ gives us liberties to choose how we want to live, how we pursue him. He gives us the freedoms to choose his forgiveness, freedoms to choose his love, freedoms to choose if I want to repent or not, freedoms to choose if I want to be righteous or not, and a freedom to choose if Christ will accept me or not. We choose those things in Christ. Those are our liberties, freedom of choice. We can choose to love him back. We could choose to accept what God gives us or not. What about this freedom of the pursuit of happiness? Well, in life, it's pretty easy to pursue what's happy. We all know what we like. Being able to make yourself happy by any means under the law is what pursuit of happiness means. Sounds pretty good to me. I often do this. In Christ, our pursuit of happiness is somewhat the same. But in order to make myself happy in Christ, what does that mean? Pursuit of an internal joy. Pursuit of this happiness that comes from somewhere that nobody else can understand. Pursuits of of just our life, uh, our our hobbies, our passions, um, has to do with this something that is driving us because we are so happy all the time about who we are as a person, who we are as uh, a being, because we know that our God gives us something that nobody else has. We are free from worry and doubt. We are pursuing our God to the best of our ability. He gives us these things. So the freedom of pursuit of happiness in Christ It's just this inner joy that takes root and it shows up in all of our pursuits in life. All of our pursuits in life, this joy shows up. Without Christ, we are subject to something else. Without Christ, we will not be separate. Without Christ, we are subject to the other side of the issue, the devil. If we want to experience freedom, life of Christ, life in Christ, We too, as the colonial people did, need to recognize that we need separation. We need to be separate. Being separate from what? Well, it's very easy to say it. Oh, I want to be separate from the devil. I want to be separate from Satan. I hate that guy. He's a bad guy. It's easy to say it. But where is he? Where is he and how is he showing up? That's what you have to be separate from. It's easy to say I'm separate from him when you're being good. It's easy to say I'm separate from him when you're sitting here. But when is it actually happening that you're separate from him? Well, one of those big things 
one of those big ideas that I feel is the most important thing to be separate from and hardest one is to show separation from the devil in self. Losing self. So what are we separating? Are separating from? We're separating from self. How many of you ever have been utterly disgusted with who you are at some point in your life? You're just like, my goodness, what happened to me? What was that? That was horrible. You don't even want to look at yourself. It's like, that was me? I just did that? How many of you have ever worked out or been doing a bunch of stuff and you get all sweaty and you didn't take a sh- you didn't want to take a shower right away you just kind of hang out for a while you go into your house and there you see is actually working cools you down a little bit and so you're just like hanging out watching a movie or something pretty soon it's time for bed this happens to me maybe that's why I'm saying this I go to crawl into bed and I start to smell myself I'm like Mm. Who is that? Who has been laying in my bed? I start looking around I'm like, is it me? And I start touching my own skin and it's clammy. It's sticky. I'm utterly disgusted with this guy. Myself. I end up getting up, taking a shower. Then I'm totally fine. I'm separate from that old self that I was so disgusted with. I cleaned myself up. I repented from my dirty sin of being salty and gross and stinky and smelly. Yes, indeed. We can be very, very much so disgusted with ourselves. And yet, separate from that is what is so important. It's being able to find yourself. How can I become separate from myself? It's easy to take a shower when I'm dirty. But when I'm involved in something that I know I shouldn't be, when I'm dealing with, my eternal life, that's what I'm talking about today. Learning to be separate from self. There's a song called So Long Self. We've sang it a few times here. I'm just going to read it for you. It says, well, if I come across a little bit distant, it's just because I am. Things just seem to be a little bit different, you understand? Believe it or not, but life is apparently not about me anyway. But I have met the one who really is worthy, so let me say. So long self. Well, it's been fun, but I've found somebody else. So long, self. There's just no room for two, so you're going to have to move. So long, self. Don't take this wrong, but you are wrong for me. Farewell. Oh, well. Goodbye. Don't cry. So long, self. Second verse says, stop right there because I know what you're thinking. And no, we can't be friends. And even though I know your heart is breaking, this has to end. And come to think of it, the blame for all of this it simply falls on me. For wanting something more than life than all of this, can't you see? And it goes back to so long self. Well, it's been fun, but I have found somebody else. So long self. Separate. Separate from yourself. How many of us find in our life that our self gets in the way? Of me adequately pursuing or being separate from who I'm supposed to be. I find in myself a lot of times the little things creep up in me and I am this person that I'm really not liking very much. I'm not separate from this person who I'm supposed to be separate from. I invite him right back in. Come here, anger. Come here, fits of rage. 
Come here, dirty thoughts. I'll let you right back in here. I'm not keeping myself separate. I'm going to allow it to happen. I'm going to put myself in a situation that I allow myself to just wallow in it again. And then I turn around and look at myself and I, again, I need to get up and take a shower. It's a stink and I'm smelly and sticky. I allow myself to get in these positions. So long self means you are completely separate. The colonial people fought for it. They died for it. There wasn't two sides of the story. You were a colon- colonialist. You were a patriot, as they were called. Or you weren't. That's what God wants us to be. He wants us to be separate. There isn't a mediocre. You don't wear red, white, and black because I'm kind of in and kind of out. Red, white, and pink. It doesn't work that way. You're either all American or you're not. Does that make sense? And sometimes I think I allow myself to try to be a little bit of both. And that's what I'm talking about today. So long self. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then. Do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Slavery to what? I'm talking about self. Slavery to self. Galatians 5.13 continues. says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use this freedom to indulge in the flesh or to serve self is what that's saying. But rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do we have freedoms in Christ? Do we have freedoms from things that we hate about ourselves because we know Christ? Doesn't it feel good when you don't have to lay in your bed smelling and stinking? You already did done take a shower. And you can just lay there by this. is the way it's supposed to be. I can handle this. That's the way I want to be. In life, doesn't it? Isn't that horrible when you know you're not living like you're supposed to? You know you have a better chance. You know you have a better choice. You have a freedom of choice. Freedom of liberty, as one of those was. And you choose the wrong thing, you know how bad you feel, yet then you choose the right thing and how good you feel. That's what I'm talking about today with the idea of freedoms. Do we have freedoms in Christ? Yes, we do. Do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Oh, God will forgive me like crazy. I'm good to go. He probably will. That's not what's going to make you happy, though. Just this last week, we recognized that our house was getting, well, the last two weeks or three weeks, our house was getting a lot hotter and hotter. And I was just going to reflect on this idea of love your neighbor as yourself for a second here because you all missed out on an opportunity. Just want to let you in on something. Our AC went out. So did our furnace. Yippee. Who wants to be a homeowner? You guys could have loved your neighbor as yourself and bought me a new AC unit. can't believe you guys were just so shy on that one. I don't blame you. It's a lot of money. I wouldn't have done it either if I didn't think about it for too long because I was about to say forget it. I'll just live in the, live in the heat. So anyways, loving your neighbor as yourself might not mean buying somebody a new AC, but it would have been nice. 
GoFundMe page, I guess. I can set that up for me. This practice of learning to become a person who is going away from self and learning to love neighbor as yourself and learning to sacrifice self and learning to do all this to make self better, to make yourself want to live with yourself, takes practice. It takes training and it takes skills to recognize how to do this. It does take practice and skills to truly go out of your way to help others. In Galatians, we're still there, chapter 5, verse 19. I do believe that's where I am. It says some of these ideas that would come up that, that you might have already thought of that you can see yourself getting back into. Let's talk about these for a second. It says the acts of flesh are obvious. These are the things that pop up as just serving yourself that you need to be separate from. It says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurities, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Freedoms, guys. That's what we're here for. We want to have freedoms. We want to have a life where I don't have to look, think back and say, man, look how stupid I was. Man, look how dirty I was. Man, look how stinky I am. We don't want those. We don't have to have those. We have freedoms from those. We want freedoms from these. I always like this verse because just before verse 21, you could see the word factions. I always put an R in there. You said fractions. And this is really nice because I hate fractions. I'd be like, I'm glad to not ever have to deal with them again. God, I got that one taken care of. Don't have to worry about that. One third of what? Forget that. I'll stick with the whole numbers, I suppose. But it says factions. You may want to look that one up if you don't know what it is. I love the next verse, though. Verse 22, Galatians 5, one of the best ever memory verses ever. But the fruit of the Spirit, what is this? This is what happens when you keep yourself separated. Is that Green Day or Orange Evening? What is that band? God, keep them sitting red. I know some people know that song. They still have it on their iPod. I know that. The fruit of the Spirit. This is what happens when you keep yourself separated. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh or yourself with his passions and desires. What are the things that roll in when you take a shower? all those other things clean that's what that is right there the fruit of the spirit is you're clean you feel good you like yourself you can look at yourself in the mirror and smile and really mean it and not be sad because you know you did something that you shouldn't have or you're involved in something that you're not supposed to separation it's a big task keeping yourself separated it's a hard task it's not one that everybody can do. So I'm hoping that as much spirit that we have with an American, being an American people right now, as much spirit as we have to proudly wear our red, white, and blue and dress the way we do and go watch fireworks and then celebrate with others, that we all find the same when it comes to 
our Christs and keeping ourselves separated. I hope that you can rise to the occasion and show off a little bit of what being separated looks like. Losing self, losing a bit of yourself, even today. It reminds me of that movie Braveheart. William Wallace, and one of the famous things that he does, if you recall that movie, he's riding in front of his fellow Scotland people in their little kilts and all that cool stuff that they wear. He says, I am William Wallace, and I see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. You have come to fight as free men, and free men you are. What will you do with that freedom? Will you fight? And one of the guys speaks up and says, Fight against that? And he's looking across at the other army, and it's huge and very well organized. No, we will run, and we will live. That was his response. William Wallace responds with, I fight, and you may die. Run, and you'll live at least for a while. And in dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. Freedom, he says it a little bit better than I do. I'm going to reverse this William Wallace idea, and I'm going to put it to a idea that might help us Christian-wise. Here we go. Fight with Christ, and you may lose your former self. Run from Christ, and you will live, at least for a little while. And on your deathbed, many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here to this place and stand with the rest of this army and say to the Prince of Darkness that he may take my physical body in death, but he will never be able to take away the one that matters most, the one who can and will raise me from the dead, the one who gave me himself to die for me, the one who forgives me, the one who loves me unconditionally, the one who stands beside me no matter what, the one who more than anything wants to see me smile at him. You can take away the one who made me, my Savior, or you, but you can't take away the one who made me, my Savior and my God. You can't take away my freedom that I have through him. Freedom. Every man dies, but not every man truly, truly does live. What does it look like to truly live to you? What does it mean to truly live with Christ in you today? Our freedoms that we have, that we are being given from the United States of America, idea of this Declaration of Independence. I want you to have the Declaration of Independence in your life and in your soul from the one who doesn't like us having that Declaration of Independence very much. He doesn't like it that you can smile at our God. He doesn't like it that you seek forgiveness. He doesn't like it that you have joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, forbearance, gentleness. He doesn't like those fruits of the Spirit. He likes the other verse, the previous verse. Idolatry, fractions. He likes that verse because that's what he wants you all to be, the old devil. Wash yourself. Take a shower before you go to bed tonight. Lay there clean. Obviously, I'm not saying that literally. Let God have his way within you. 
pursuit of happiness. What an honor it is to be able to pursue something that will truly make you happy in life. And that is pursuing of our Christ and our God, the one who does give all. Let us celebrate the freedom that our country gives. But more importantly, let us celebrate the freedom that our God gives to us in life. Let us pray, knowing I will be done. God, we do praise you that you can give us the freedoms that you promise. Let us know that even though we are finding ourselves sometimes not in the best of places, that we can find ourselves allowing um, the devil to creep in and affect our attitudes and affect how we are, our spirit, that uh, we will always turn to the one who knows better, the one who loves us no matter what, and that you will guide us in that. Thank you for our country and the beliefs that we are allowed to have here and that we will not take those for granted. Thank you for the people who stood up and fought for it and that we will stand up and fight for our country as well as stand up and fight for the one who loves us. Keep the devil from us today, God. Just my pray. Amen. We declare freedom from on freedom.